for centuries. We've been warned about little green men. Now, they are coming. They're coming for you. Run. But first, shut your windows. Hide your apples. Prepare for the attack of the android. And now, your host and the human leader of the android underground, Matt Lee. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Thursday, December 29th, 2011, episode 15 of Attack of the Androids, brought to you by GroovyPost.com, your one-stop shop for all the technical how-tos and know-hows and all that good stuff. Uh, Join me tonight, we got Joey Kelly. What's up, Joey? How we doing, man? Oh, we're well, and we got Jeremy Lesniak back again. What's up, man? What's going on? Just us three once again. Uh, Eric is... (laughs) Lost in <laughs> translation. I'm just going to leave it right there. And uh, Seth is is busy with some family stuff. So we're going to handle this. The last episode of 2011. You guys got any uh, New Year's resolutions you plan to break shortly after uh, 2012? Weight loss. Weight loss? How many? Hold on. How many years in a row have you been trying to do that? Oh, why do you assume? That's I'm just kind of harsh. I assume because of how quickly he answered that. He didn't even have to think about it. He's like, weight loss, again. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm just trying to think. Um, we're starting the biggest loser at work on this on January 9th, which means I will probably get at least to the 15th this year without breaking that one. So um, that was that was your plan all along. You're like, I'm gonna gain a bunch of weight, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna clean house with this game. I see what yeah. you're doing. That's that's nice. Well, the irony is is that I'm actually uh, lighter now than I was two years ago at this time. So I'm actually overall making progress. Nice. And Jeremy, you just uh, drink more. Uh, no, I don't think I should drink more. Oh, I think okay. that would actually be a, a terrible idea. Um, I'm going to try and not be eaten by zombies, but I have a very simple resolution every year, and that's just to make the year better than the last. Wow. By now, you should just be having the most amazing life anyone's ever lived. Yeah, pretty much. That's awesome. That's a good resolution. It's, it's quarter of something at night and i'm sitting here drinking talking to you guys and (laughs) so far we we call we're gonna record it and then other people are gonna listen to it i think that's pretty awesome so far so good hell yeah (laughs) hell yeah i gotta say the only resolution i've ever stuck to is my monitors (laughs) it's called hd it's uh 1080 by 720 it's cool hey you got your ding ready i got it right here all right let's start the show out with uh some Kind of disheartening news, depending on how you look at it. I found this on the Information Technology Enthusiasts. A gentleman by the name of Sherwin, he he did a little poking around. He says uh, this was posted December 18th, and this has to do with an application that uh, millions of people use on their Android phones. It's called Handsent, SMS, and basically... It's a replacement for your default SMS client. It gives you a whole bunch of nice features. Uh, the way that the messages are shown to you, it, you can go back through the, the back and forth between the two people having the conversation. Uh, you can really just find... It's very granular in what you can fine-tune uh, inside. And he says, in light of all the carrier IQ press, I started wondering what other applications, and you can go ahead and drink, carrier IQ, uh, I started wondering what other applications on my phone might be doing things that I am not aware of. So he went ahead, he installed SQ Lite Editor, started poking around, and then he decided to see what his SMS client was doing. Uh, basically, what he found, and... We're we're gonna have this guy on the show, Sherwin, uh, to really get into detail about this. I just wanted to kind of present it and see what you guys thought of this whole thing. Uh, so he goes and starts looking in logs, and what he found is that Handsent is saving everything: messages sent and received, deleted and not deleted. And he says at the end. My question is, if I'm deleting a message and thinking it's being deleted, why would Handsent choose to keep a copy of the message in an unencrypted database where anyone can access it? 
And then he finishes, I would love to hear from them and try to understand why this is being done. He tried to contact them via email and via Twitter, no reply, and that was back on the 18th. And to this day, there's still no reply. So in light of all of the privacy concerns and whatnot, this seems kind of like a bad move. And I don't know if maybe this is hand-sent something like, We'll hear like what Carrier IQ, they said that, the, well, that was for back then and we just haven't redesigned our system yet, you know. So I'm kind of curious what they're going to say, if anything. And I, I've looked on their site, I've looked everywhere, and there's no, there's nothing to do with this. They they haven't said anything. It's like this never even happened, which kind of, they didn't send him a cease and desist, which, okay, that's a, a good first step, I suppose, if that's our, our bar of standard here. But th- wouldn't you, as a an app manufacturer, an app uh, developer that, you know, so many people use, like, if if there was something going on, you would want to address it, right, Jeremy? Not when they know that they're wrong. Is this now? Is this something that seems normal? If I delete a text message, should it be deleted, or should it be like, well, I know you might want this back eventually, so I'm just going to put it here just in case. He says that from the time the app was installed, all of the messages, everything is in this log. Well, it's- you know, the problem with that though is that for every person that claims privacy concerns. There's three people that have said, oh, my God, I am so glad that this thing kept a copy of that because I deleted it because I didn't think I was going to need it. And now six months later, I do need it. But really, Joey, we're talking SMS, not Gmail. Yeah, but you'd be surprised how many uh, people use texting for more communication than they do Gmail or email in general, and I know that court cases have been partially, if not completely, built upon text messages. You know, stalker threats, um, that sort of thing, have been based upon SMS. At that point, don't you subpoena the carrier, and then they would give you those records? You wouldn't expect that to just be sitting on your phone completely wide open. They don't have that. Right. They, They log who you sent a text to at what time, but they don't have the content. Really? I saw on CSI they have the content. <laughs> no, I've um Yeah, and on CSI they have one team devoted to one case at a time too, and they have an almost unlimited budget. Yeah, it doesn't work like that? What are you trying to say? Uh, no. <laughs> I, I've I've worked with, with attorneys before on this kind of stuff and when you subpoena what you I, I've seen what you get back and what you get back is basically like a hyped up version of of your cell phone bill if you were to print ah, it all out time stamps with the number exactly. it went to that's i see so Coming joey going and ne- um and joey it's i see what you're saying about you know an undelete but we're not talking about the last couple messages or oh i accidentally purged my stuff from a programming standpoint it's harder to do what they've done than Let's say they had a a buffer and in you know uh, a trash can, so to speak, a that cache. kept the last dozen messages. A cache of sorts, and yeah, I, I get I get what you're saying, and they do have services like that. It's called My Hand Sent Online, where you can say, "Hey, in case I get a new phone or something like that." keep my messages but that's you opting in not not saying i just deleted this and it's still here and yeah plus, but by installing the program you've opted into its features right but it, that's not exactly a feature that i'm opting into yeah but the problem is is that uh, yeah I, I don't know i i can't get upset over this because because you don't use it on your nook well that yes obviously i don't make phone calls on my tablet sorry people and i don't have a and so i Um, i messaged a friend of mine that works on verizon i was like hey what do you think of this just to get a little outside uh, insight and he says i don't use it but yeah that's really creepy and going back to the whole memory thing i hansen you can choose to reset monthly how many messages you send and it keeps a counter I send around 1,500 messages a month. Times that by how long I've had my Droid X, about a year and a half, two years, 
that's a lot of database there, you know, and that is a lot of information. Your SMS is so much more personal, I feel like, than even your Gmail or anything like that, because these are people that have your actual phone number. This isn't even your Google voice number. This is your actual legit phone number. So the people that have that and the people that you're talking to, it's so personal. And if they're if it's sitting there in slash SD slash data slash data in that folder, uh, that uh, I don't know, man. I have a problem with that. And uh, I, uh, you guys remember last episode, I was mentioning how my first Galaxy Nexus got all scratched up just from going in and out of my pocket. So I went back at the, the last day I possibly could because I'm a massive procrastinator. Uh, and no. I got, yeah, <laughs> and I got a new one. And I haven't installed it yet on this one. And I, I asked the lady, I'm like, so are you guys going to factory reset this thing for me? And they're like, oh, yeah, we handle all that. And the last thing I did before I left was grabbed it and went in and did it myself just in case, you know. And I don't have anything to hide, but it, it's more the principle of I don't want my stuff going out on a refurb in case these jokers at the shop don't do what they say they're going to do. And I know that's happened before. I know it. So... Have you tried clearing the data on this app? No, I haven't. It, like I said, I haven't it, reinstalled it yet. But, so. but, right, but um, this dude, Sherwin, if you do that, maybe he mentions that, if you clear that data, does it dump the database? Uh, I'm not sure, actually. That will be a good question to ask him uh, when we get him on the show. He says he did a, a select from SendLog in this database, and he says, to my amazement, I saw all my text messages that were sent since I installed HandSent both deleted and undeleted. And then he looked at select from send log detail and saw the same information, but this log also held the receiver of the SMS name and phone number. So. Again, I just still, I can't get upset over this because I, maybe it's different on a smartphone, but my feature phone, I have a limit on how many messages I can store. And so what that means is that I have to go in and purge those messages periodically, right. both the sent and the received. I assume that that's no different. Am I right? Uh, I would believe so, but it, it depends how it's stored. I think when, when what you're talking about would be a larger file because it's storing each message. This is putting it in some sort of database, so I think the file size would be a lot smaller. But like I said, who knows? We'll We'll have to talk to him about it. No, but what I mean is, is that periodically, if I my phone can only hold fifty messages, right? And you delete it, it's still so there. It's in this I, database, right? So, well, no, no. My point is, is that I have to go in and delete those messages out of the inbox, right? And if and sometimes it's a tough call because there's messages in there that it's like, geez, you know, I I, I really would like to hold on to that, but I know that it's one of those things. The reason why I'm holding on to it is that I might want to look back on it in six months or a year. You know, um, to, to, you know, like a happy birthday wish or something like that. Sure. And I, I and I have no way to store it on the phone and still continue to get more text messages. So I have to delete it. So I would actually look at a log of all of my incoming and my sent text messages because I also don't keep the sent ones because it, it fills up the phone too fast. All right, let me so give if you I a. Could, if I could keep those in a database, I would actually like that. Now, there's <laughs> not going to make it any smaller. <laughs> no, I no, actually but, want but it would be this. stored in a different area of the phone, so it wouldn't be uh, I, necessarily I, counting against that buffer. Right, we'll just I, we'll just upload it to the cloud, unencrypted, and we'll just put it out there for everyone. That's cool. Well, that's what I was going to say. There's two problems with this. Yeah. First of all, we don't know if you can delete the, a message out of the database. If you can do that, then it's something that you just have to remind oh, yourself you, periodically. You, you need to go you in. Clearly, and you can. No, you cannot because otherwise, those messages would have been deleted. Well, he's saying if you because these these databases, the the one is hc underscore sms dot db. If you guys are listening at home and you have hand sent, look at this. Go get yourself a copy of SQL Lite Editor. Open up this hc underscore sms dot db. Now, what you're saying is what if you delete hc underscore sms dot db? Then, I mean... In common well, no, sense, that would be gone. Or even just an entry out of it. I uh, can you do that? I, yeah. See, I well, don't know enough but, about. But, go ahead. See, that's that, what I mean. If you if you can bring up the program and you can say, okay, look, this entry here, this one, I want it permanently deleted. 
But and Joe, you can Joey, do you're, that. You're, you're missing the point. That's the whole issue. That's what's not really happening. So you're saying when you delete the text there, it should be removing that from this database, right? No, no, no. I'm saying, I'm saying. No, that's what Jeremy. Hold on a minute. That's, okay, that, a minute. Yes, because that's how everyone on the planet would expect the freaking thing to work. Right. Okay. Yeah, and but so I'm just saying that too many people have regretted deleting something and then wanted it later. That's why this program does this. But that, no, that's that's not why this program. If does this, this, if that's why they would have. That was the methodology that they. If that's what they were trying to fix, the what they've gone through to implement from a size perspective is more resource intensive, right? And from a programming standpoint is more resource intensive. And anybody that's had to support database and I, databases, and I know you do, Joey, mm-hmm. they get corrupted in a way that plain text does not. Right. So they've added, I mean, there's three strikes against doing it for that reason. And see, my big thing is if that was the case, why didn't they tell him that? This whole silence for the last 10, 12 days, that seems kind of odd, you know? Like if, especially something of this gravity, like this is, this is big, I think. And maybe I'm blowing it out of proportion. Who knows? And I'm not one to be the most private person. Like I don't care, but this seems wrong to me. The most likely explanation is that they, it's a lot of borrowed code that they found an app that was similar or, you know, some programming language that was similar. And they tweaked what they needed to tweak. And they didn't design it from the ground up. That's my guess. And we know well, there's there's yeah. no shortage of Android SMS apps out there. So that is a very possible, you know, thing that could have ha- very well happened. Well, the other thing that would make this all completely go away and not be an issue would be simply if they encrypted that database. Exactly. Or if the, data, if the database was encrypted, even if it's logging every single flipping thing out there, someone steals your phone, the database is encrypted, they can't break into the program or the database without your password, you're fine. Exactly. Or think of it, if it is a feature, say that. Like, I look through, I've used this app for years, and I've I've read everything there is to read about it, and there is absolutely not one iota of of code that says, we're doing this for you. And if they were, they would say, oh, hey, Sherwin, this is an undelete function in case you ever need these messages. And, but, the, the, yeah, I don't, see, I don't know. I, I, could, I could just see, you know, l- 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 let's say I, uh, I get myself into a situation where I was getting threatening text messages from someone. Um, not that this has happened, but it could. I mean, one message might, I might laugh off as a joke. You know, and just delete it and be like, whatever. Um, but if I start getting a string of these and then I want to put together a, a a string of text messages to say, hey, look, this is a recurring pattern. I might have to go back over weeks or months and, and I'd want to have access to those deleted messages. So I'm just saying that this could very well be a feature. Um, and I would prefer, if it were me, that it would be encrypted because that way if someone walks off with my phone, they don't have access to all of my text. And granted, you can encrypt it yourself, but that could completely break the program. It may not be able to access that unless you yourself write in something that says decrypt, then add the entry, then encrypt, which is it, it, process intensive, right? Right. It's it's not a feature. If it was a feature, they would be not only open about it, they would uh, well, that, shout it from the rooftops. And they have that Book feature. They You pay a subscription called Handsent Online Services to save this sort of stuff. That is their feature. This has nothing to do with that, you know? You know okay, so that's, why they're, that's why they're doing it. It has something to do with that synchronization. That's to their servers, though. So you're saying they're taking this unencrypted database of all your messages, and when you say save this one, they're just uploading the whole thing? I'd have to look at code to verify it. Well, yeah, yeah. makes sense. And that's why I wanted to talk to Sherwin about it. So we'll we'll get him on the show. And in closing about this, I don't want to spend that much more time on it, but I want to give you a scenario. Check this out, Joey. Your girlfriend is the hacker from the movie Hackers, okay? You, you, Okay. You are sending messages to your mistress 
Your girlfriend thinks there might be something up. She goes into your phone, and now she has every single last text message you've ever sent. And now she not only thinks less of you because of some things that you've said to your mother, but now she knows that you have a mistress. That's no okay, good. Well, first of all, if she's my girlfriend, I wouldn't be having a mistress. Really? Talk to, Brad, t- talk to Brad Pitt about that, okay? We'll see. Well, I just mean the mistress means you're married. Oh, right. I don't. I don't think we should get wrapped up in those semantics right now. I don't. Think well, uh, yeah, sorry, I'm just Not technical. Uh, anyway, well, but uh, I mean, I, I see what you're getting at, um, and I see your point. That's what I was saying about the database be- needing to be encrypted. If if the database was encrypted and you were able to unlock it with a password, you'd have to have that password before you were able to to get into the database and access the information. In which case, this would no longer be a problem. Yep. Well, we'll see. It'll be interesting to see what Handsense says, if anything, and it'll also be way interesting to talk to Sherwin and see what he what what else he has to say about it. So, oh, yeah. I don't think we've heard the last of this, and I don't think that we know all the details that we need to know to really right. form an and educated opinion. The other weird thing is, I, maybe it's just because no one else poked into this yet, but this is the only thing I've found written about it. I ha- I cannot, for the life of me, find anything else about this particular thing. So I don't. Well, the other thing is, this isn't going to make the headlines uh, like uh, when Apple had that uh, true, true. catch in iOS where it was caching your location. The map, yeah. Because yeah. this is, well, you, I mean, it, it's not opt in in that they explicitly ask you if you want to do this, but it is opt in in that you have to install the app in order for this to happen. So you're talking about, yeah, 100,000 millions of people, but you're not talking about everybody. So, yeah. Oh, well. I guess I, I will be sticking with the stock app <laughs> until further notice. So, uh, Moving on, you, uh, you had something interesting here from Paul Therat about embracing Android. He asks, uh, is today's mobile market similar to operating system market of the early 90s? Well, this is basically just more of a great minds think alike type thing. As you guys have recalled, I've, I've drawn the comparison several times uh, to Windows in the early mid-90s, uh, comparing it to Android now in the 2009, 2010, 2011 era uh, as being the de facto standard platform that was available on everybody's piece of hardware. And at some point, everyone pretty much has to develop on Android because of the number of people that are on the platform, whether they like it or not. And ironically, although he's a die-in-the-wool iPhone user, uh, which I find strangely ironic for a guy that runs the the Win Super site for Windows and writes almost exclusively about Windows and Microsoft products, that he would be an iPhone user. I I, I don't know. It's it's ironic. He's Uh, not anymore. He's on Windows Phone 7, right? (laughs) Yeah, as soon as Windows Phone, as soon as he had a beta phone, he dropped his iPhone. You know what? I liked the, I don't know, because there was nothing else around at the time, like the old Windows 6.0, 5.9, and 6.1 came out, I was like, whoa, this is the best, but look what I was comparing it to. But now my, well, my Windows Phone, my XV6900 just sits there in the corner and collects dust. But the, uh, the article, which is on um, WindowsITPro.com, uh, entitled Embracing Android, um, it's basically he is a small rec- rec- uh, recanting of his personal history with computers in that he was enamored by several uh, different platforms that all eventually wound up succumbing to the marketing power of Microsoft and Windows um, simply because of the volume and the cost uh, that that Microsoft was offering Windows at. And the volume of people that were buying it and using it. Well, I think and it's it's also the same as what I just mentioned. That back then, what else was there? OS two, right on. I mean, there was Linux, but not many people that I knew, you know, were using that at the time. Well, I mean, it wasn't until uh, ninety eight SE, baby. <laughs> well, I was thinking. I was, sorry, I was thinking of the Linux front. If I remember right, right, it wasn't until oh, geez. Uh, 2000 or so, if I remember right, maybe 1998. I'm getting fuzzy now on my on my memory when they actually started to break into the graphical environment. Right. Uh, when you actually had a desktop capable 3. type 1. operating system. 3.1. And, 
initially it was all just servers with text-based interfaces, so they weren't going after uh, the Windows market, which is one of the reasons why Linux looks like such a late player in the market. Um, but anyway, uh, the the article is really good um, in my opinion, and it's just kind of an echoing my thought on the market uh, on the thought uh, on the uh, subject that is, which was that uh, because of the popularity, the number of handsets out there, the cost uh, meaning free for Android to the manufacturers, that it's going to dominate the market and it's going to be the force that you have to reckon with. Much like, much to my chagrin, Windows still is on the desktop. Well, and also think of it this way: it's it's. If you are in third world countries, let's say hypothetically, or you're you're at that lower end of the the income bracket, you can't afford an iPhone. Maybe I can't afford a Mac, so I use PCs. Now I've used them for so long that now I prefer them. But if I had the money, I would definitely buy one just to mess around with it, you know. But I think a lot of people are looking at the cost because of these oh so tough economic times. I keep hearing about that we are all in that they're going to opt for the cheaper handset, and nine times out of ten, that's going to be an Android device because it's on so many. Yeah, I agree. And that that takes us to our our next story, that they have... (laughs) This number, (laughs) like, completely blows my mind. And it, it makes a lot of things make sense now. That over the holiday weekend, there were 3.7 million Android devices activated. Now, they say devices, so that could be, what, tablets and cell phones? Or are we talking just cell phones here? Either way, 3.7 mil, that's that's nothing to, to sneeze at. And that talks to the whole, we're, on, we're one OS on a billion different handsets compared to Apple, who is one OS on one handset. Well, we were having a discussion last week about... Um it, it, it was this Wi-Fi? Are these Wi-Fi devices? Are these only cell phone-based devices? I think it's on, probably only cell phone-based devices. So even it has to be your higher-end tablets and whatnot. But what? I, just a personal anecdote on the subject. I was really genuinely shocked. Not long after Christmas, my girlfriend got a text message from one of her friends that uh, she had uh, been uh, given a Zoom tablet, the Motorola Zoom. I'm sorry. And well, I, I, the irony is, is that she loves it, and it was sent uh, over hand sent. <laughs> well, so that uh, message is still there, is what you're saying, and I could look at it if I hacked into your device without. Okay, anyway. yeah. Well, anyway, uh, but um, so I, the, the the reason why I mentioned it was that's the first time that I can recall that anyone that I have that I've come into contact with, either directly or indirectly, has actually mentioned that they've bought a 10 inch Android tablet. Everybody else I know has been all about the iPad. Did they buy it or did they get it as a gift in the bargain bin? Or did they steal it out the back of a Best Buy truck? You don't know. Uh, steal it. Good point. I'm still waiting for my Transformer Prime. You know, if I'm not waiting for the Galaxy Nexus, I'm waiting on the damn Transformer Prime. My life just... <sighs> Hurry up and wait, dude. I know. I'm like holding my breath, turning blue, waiting for this thing. But now, is that because... Why didn't they go with the iPad? Was it a, a financial situation or what? Do you know? Uh, to be honest, I don't know. Okay. I'd, um, I'd be interested if that if they were like, well, this was cheaper and it's the same size. Or this could go back to the whole, this tablet looks just like that tablet, so we're going to sue you thing. Did they think they were getting an iPad? No, it's it's like when you're 10 and your mom buys clothes yeah, for you, and you're like, Mom, you got the wrong stuff. Yeah, this is dumb. Not Payless. Mom, I said Nike. you got Nike. the wrong tablet. That's, that's, that, you know what? That should be Apple's commercial right there. Mom, you got the wrong tablet. I don't want this one. I wanted that one. Oh, but honey, <laughs> they look exactly the same. And then she looks at the camera and throws a big old wink. Just no, no, what she said. <laughs> what she says, but honey, the man at the store said this one was better. <laughs> uh, now to think, now that I think about it, he had really skinny jeans and big glasses. <laughs> Oh man! So this uh, that comes out to about 1.85 million activations a day, which more than doubled Android's current average daily activation rate of 700,000. Which is still like even that. I, these numbers are are just outrageous. And 
So when I said this one, this makes things a lot more clear. Is this why we're having such terrible connectivity issues? Are their networks just not able to handle this? Should they have bought a, a, a not a jet but fixed signal towers or what? Well, that's 21 activations a second, so you tell me. I'm going to go with yes, even though they're <laughs> like, no, they've been upgrading all year. Like, really? Because they just had three outages in the last week. And well, the, so, the some last... of it was chalked up to solar flares, so don't... Well, you don't know, care. I'll give them that one because my GPS wasn't working either. And, and when, it, when that happens, usually that's the, that's the case. Or there's just no satellites above me. To be honest with you, I think that you, you have to understand that, yeah, 3.7 million devices activated over the whole, over the holiday weekend. I assume that that is worldwide. So 3.7 million devices worldwide That's across, still. let's let's be totally honest here, almost every carrier has some Android device. Yeah, old, you're probably right. New, yeah. you know, whatnot, frequency well, ranges, et cetera. And they're not saying old or used ones. They're saying, like, these are new devices that people are getting out of the box and activating. Not like if I buy one on eBay and activate it. That doesn't count well, no, no, because no, it was what already... What I mean is, is that they're not all the top-of-the-line newest phones, oh, but they yeah, yeah, have yeah, yeah. an Android okay. device. Right, right. You know, I mean, we're starting to see the free Android phones. I mean, they're they're older one and two. We've had uh, that here, actually. You know, My yeah, we've had that here for a little bit because AT and T just got up here. They bought out, I think it was Alltel or something. So now they're they're the other carrier. They're the GSM one, and that was their whole thing was we'll give you a free Android phone. It was like yeah. a an Eris, <laughs> the Droid Eris. <laughs> this cool. one's that was on a great phone. Two point one. I know the girl at my work just got rid of hers and got the uh, Xperia Play. That's a that's a hot phone. It's actually I was impressed with it, man. That controller is kind of cool. If I if I wasn't so into getting a Bluetooth uh, Wii controller for mine, I'd I'd maybe want that. Well, anyway, my thought was was that you spread out across the globe, spread out across all carriers, spread out across all. Uh, phones, I mean, 3.7 million doesn't really look like all that much when you start looking at it worldwide. Um, and I think that any one area can experience bad coverage, but I mean, I don't know as, it, as I would chalk it up to being too many devices on the network in any one particular area. So you're going with solar flare? I'm going with probably, particularly shoddy. in the rural areas, Either mountains <laughs> or either poorly placed towers, uh, not enough of them, or mountain interference, solar like, flares, radio waves, radium. Who the heck knows? They're like we couldn't find any any buildings to lease us rooftop space, so we put them all underground. But we thought about that, and we we put them underground upside down, so it's okay. Mm. Oh, you can't get surface. Oh, oh well, thanks for the buck twenty a month. You're I'm holding waiting. it wrong. You're holding. <laughs> You're that's holding what she it said. Wrong. That's exactly what she oh, said. Oh, Joey wins. That's funnier. Okay. Yeah. So, and speaking uh, of their uh, the, I think really, frankly, a slightly off Android topic. The solution to the cell phone coverage problem, because we have that just as Apocalypse. much up here in Maine as you do in Montana, if not worse, because um, we have fewer mountains that you can put an antenna on the top of. Um, I think the the answer is the microcell, the the internet powered uh, microcell tower that one person or two people in a neighborhood could have uh, mm. in their homes and rent the space, uh, or 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 get free cell phone service or something. Uh, out of a carrier in exchange for having it in their house running on their on their internet. I told my mom to do that because we have like a big arena up there at her house that's at the top of this mountain. I was like, you should really look into renting that out so we'd get some service up here because you could just totally put a tower on it. And I mm. used to install this stuff when I was younger working for uh, this telco. Uh, and it, I think a lot of it is the... Not the, the the workmanship of the actual device itself, but I think a lot of it might have to do with the people that were doing the installations. These were, and this is just where I worked. This was maybe the Denver area, the Las Vegas area. These people, they had the training, but when it came down to it, man, they had no clue what they were doing. And I don't know if that's why Nortel and 
all that stuff kind of went away and we lost our jobs or what. But when you're doing those fades, trying to get the signal right, like they, man, their game was not as on point as I would like it to be, have been. So well, I used to work um, for the companion company to a wireless internet provider up here in Maine. And I know exactly what you're talking about. I mean, I understood the theory. I understood how to work the equipment, but I couldn't get stuff to work a lot of the time without calling someone in. Every once in a while, they'd send me out on on something on the uh, on the wireless ISP, and I mean, I was not totally lost, but I was definitely not, you know, fully versed in all of the little tricks hey, and things that you don't know in the manual. You know what you- I mean? The, you, to, to get things to work. And you, as it turned out, we, uh, one of the reasons why they had such a reliability problem, after uh, one person got some more training, they found out they were actually not aligning the, the antennas properly. <laughs> that wasn't so, me, man. I knew what I was doing. But I, the, the, the problem I'm talking about is a lot of these guys were alcoholics. That, I'm just going <laughs> to – there you go. These guys were up on rooftops, stumbling around kind of drunk, standing in front of large microwave tower dishes and and what have you anyway um, see i just think that's a good time because you bring a hot dog on a stick put it in front of that microwave antenna Ooh, that's a barbie man the story some of those old timers would tell you about and i know i'm sure because it was like the same story over and over the guy brings his lunch in and he goes and not even thinking just sits in the dish and dies <laughs> like mm-hmm. i don't know but um so i yeah. I, I kind seen of from hot shots yeah. uh, where they uh, they're roasting hot dogs in the jet totally. exhaust from an F-14. Love that movie. Sheen at his finest. Wow. Mm-hmm. So Although I, Hot Shots 2 was good. That part do. I uh, mm-hmm. I experienced some of this. I went and, like I said, I took my first ne- uh, Galaxy Nexus in because of the screen being all scratched up. Just redi- oh, It was a ridiculous amount. I should have took another picture of it. but um and they couldn't reactivate the second one that I got because their 4G thing was down. And so anything, even if, even because we don't have 4G here, because the phone is 4G capable, they couldn't activate it. I, and I was like, well, if I bring my Droid X in, can you activate that? Because I had it in my truck. I was like, I need something, you know. And they're like, oh, yeah, we could, we could do that just fine. And this was during this uh, this outage that, that I mentioned, that they were just constantly having like connectivity it won't connect to the 3g or if you switch it like i said on in my review on groovypost.com if if you connect to wi-fi and then you try to take wi-fi off it will not reconnect until you reboot the phone and getting it's got to be a software glitch well they say that they had a a fix for it that they're working on but we haven't got the update yet but that you, that's the glitch. How do you glitch. not test that? Come on. How do you not test that when you push the release back like month after month after month, you know? You had time. I mean, come on. Lame. You know what it is? Somebody just never thought of anyone doing that. I guess. They're like, no one's going to use this. It's fine. But yeah, uh, the the switching from from 3G to Wi-Fi to 4G or whatever, that's software. But having two bars where I should have full service, that's them. That's service. Well, it also has to do with the handset, too. I mean, one of the things when I go in and, and upgrade, even with the future phone, my I, I always ask for a phone that has been out for a while, and I always ask the same question. What are you guys hearing about the reception? I am less concerned about battery life, less concerned about usability, less concerned about physical size, well, less concerned feature about phone. features. I mean, <laughs> more concerned about how good is that antenna and how many more holes am I going to find in the cell phone network if I buy this phone? <laughs> yeah, right. But do do you find that those people are generally at all knowledgeable about any of that? The people here didn't even know that the car dock they were selling wasn't the three pin one to make it work properly. Like they just thought that that was the only one and that was that. And that's fine. It's a, a job that I guess if you didn't really care about, you just do the, the minimum. But I and feel like for the amount of money these things cost, they should do a little homework. Well, the but thing is though, is that I don't go in looking for the newest phone and I don't go in and get an early adopter's phone, which, no offense, sounds like you've gotten. Yeah, uh, I don't usually either. I mean, I guess with the Android, I did get the Droid when it first came out, too. But that was a solid device, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I always go in and I'm looking for something that I, I often pick up used phones, to be honest with you. 
There you um, go. Because uh, I'd rather have a little history, at least know what the problems are. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I almost always go for a model that's been out for over a year. And by that point, enough feedback has gotten back to their local stores that they'll usually be able to give you an inkling, is this good, is this bad? Right. And I actually had someone tell me, well, okay, look, we've got three phones here that are all about the same price. Um, this one I've heard really good things about from heavy texters. I said, yeah, but I'm not a heavy texter. And they said, okay, this one here we've heard excellent reception reviews on. Okay. Um, yeah. Samsung what? also, speaking of these uh, devices, they came out and said uh, last week that we're sorry – but the Galaxy S and the Galaxy Tab are not going to get 4.0 like uh, you may have thought that they were. And then they 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 one up themselves by giving us a reason why. Do you guys know why? There's no room. Oh, no. There's no room. We're sorry. You know that touch whiz? It's just so big and awesome. There's simply no room. What? Okay, so now I'm having a flashback to a chick flick that I was forced to watch called The Sweetest Thing, oh, where geez. they sing a song about it's too big to fit in here. Hmm, you're holding it wrong. <laughs> Just force it. Ding! Just force it. So, oh, do you, who's, whose fault is that? You can root it and do that. Do you guys feel like that is a BS excuse and that if that is the case, you should not have TouchWiz, you should use the operating system as is. What are you gaining well, by putting TouchWiz on there? Fire those developers and go hire some more people to work on your antennas. Here's an idea. This is, a, this is another parallel to, to, to link it all back to what Joey stuck in there. Oh, you know, God, Paul please. Paul observations. You know, if anybody remembers the computer industry in the late 90s, even early 2000s, manufacturers were trying to distinguish themselves by doing funky things and you know throwing software the on Bell navigator yeah you know crap like that that nobody wanted but they were struggling to find some way to differentiate and i think what what goes on in the minds of the carriers is if we leave this up to people to only choose based on hardware right because if they're use all running straight google goodness it's just down to hardware then we aren't going to win they win either way because no matter how you look at it the device needs connectivity so be the dumb pipe and don't be a developer like you obviously but people come not what they do i mean if you look at other phones i mean you know this these are different i don't know i feel like these are but but it takes time for them to change and i'm not saying that it's a good thing i'm not saying that they're off the hook i'm just saying that they're trying to do what they can and let, here here's another here's a probably the best analogy i can offer we've all probably had a manager that sucked at managing <laughs> that Amen. felt they needed to have their hands in every aspect of whatever it was you did you could do a perfect job you could exceed every expectation Make them look good, and they're going to change something because they feel that's their job. I think that's the issue. That makes sense. I honestly think that it's a little bit more – maybe I'm naive, uh, but I think it's a little more that they're just trying to come up with a different look so that you can put a – I'm just going to throw two names here – an HTC versus a – uh, a Motorola, and you put the two of them side by side, and they look different. Do you think? And it, and that's what they're trying to go for. They're trying to get brand yeah. recognition. Do you think said, it it has anything to do with the usability of Android? And in their world, they feel like they're doing their mm, forty five to eighty year old demographic a favor <laughs> by putting this helpful addition on. Do people Who know knows the difference? What goes through the minds of cellular executives. Like people would know the difference. I feel like if they had been started on the original Android, and then they would have Google themselves would have gotten better feedback because everybody would have been using the same version, and they really could have innovated 4.0 back at during 2.2 or something. You know, I don't know. It seems like it's a hindrance, and I like the the one quote here out, out of this zonosgaming.com piece that says just strip out the crap and make the update happen 
That's all. Just, hey, strip out the crap and make it happen. That's all. If you're blaming it, if you're blaming it on TouchWiz, you're basically blaming it on Samsung because that's who made TouchWiz. And so (laughs) what do you, it's our fault, but we're, this is how it's going to be. So deal. Conspiracy thought. Mm, Please. TouchWiz is not open source. Ah. What if they're doing, you know, carrier IQ or handsent ah. crap in yeah. it, and they're like, "Oh, we got to put it on because that's how we spy on you." Sorry, uh, how are we supposed to look at you through your front-facing camera when you're texting and driving? <laughs> I mean, come on, we need this. This is important to us. Gotta watch you while you eat. Could you imagine if that was the case? I Somebody's would, doing it. I'll almost guarantee it's I, I hope that somebody makes a website called iwatchyou.com or something, and it's just videos of people staring mindlessly like zo- it's the zombie apocalypse, just watching people text. God, that would be amazing. Uh, what else? Way too much like a bad version of chat roulette. Isn't it, though? Why is his phone down? Oh, oh, come on. <laughs> Come on. Oh, chat roulette. Uh, do you remember that. chat roulette? Uh, orangutans could video chat between zoos via the iPad. Not exactly Android news, but pretty interesting. This is kind of like the uh, iguana eating the flies. <laughs> Did you guys see that? No. Yeah, I heard oh, about it. Yeah. yeah. You, you, know, you know what the news story is going to be a week after they give them the iPads? Orangutans don't want to chat with each other. They found monkey porn. Yeah, right. <laughs> I was. Just, they created. Oh yeah. If you read the article, they talk about a whole bunch of statistics that make the thing shocking to me. Like for instance, they want to give them unlimited access to the entire internet. Why not? Why and not? I'm Planet- just waiting for, <laughs> as Jeremy said, some uh, some orangutan's got a browser up and somehow gets onto RedTube or or whatever. And they were also talking about hooking them up so that uh, people could see what the orangutan was seeing oh, on a fun. big monitor from the viewing area. That'd be good. So I'm just waiting, just waiting for maybe one of the handlers has a sick sense of humor. You know, and they happen to have a favorite on there for red tube. You <laughs> know? The, and you're and, like placing and, bets and like, what, what, oh man, yeah. Joey, what's red tube? Oh yeah, funny. What, red tube, not familiar with that. What is that, Joey? <laughs> All right, I chose um, to plead the fifth. Anyway, they also <laughs> said something about that. They uh, believe that the average life expectancy of an iPad under those conditions could be as little as 28 seconds. <laughs> so oh, there's I'm poop. Just, you know, that the, long, the, huh? the, <laughs> the amazing part about that is that okay, yeah, all right, fine. The iPad is supposedly the world's best tablet. Blah 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 blah. blah. For the love of crying God, they're orangutans. Get them some Android devices. They're half the cost, for crying out loud. <laughs> I know. Give uh, me the iPad. Shit. But, give me uh, an iPad. Give them, a, give them an Arcos. There you go. Yeah, right. Give them a $79 Arcos. See what they let them tear that up. But, Except I mean, this the, orangutan on his Facebook page, he actually voiced his, uh, his, his upset. He's upset that the uh, iPad 3 is not out yet. Yeah, I'm sure he did. But the the other thing is, is this is one of those things that it just strikes me as, you know, we have people starving in this country. <laughs> no, check this and out. He's going to poop on it. Don't play that card. Watch this. He's going to watch this. He's going to poop on it. Hold on. Any minute now. This is going to be great. This is going on YouTube. The zoo's I mean, got a budget. On. They can spend it however they want. Yeah, but spend it on, I don't know, something a heck of a lot more useful than hey, video chatting between multiple zoos. This is interesting. This is science. This is good, hard science people are doing here. Somebody could argue that you know any money with that same line of thought, Joey, somebody could say that any frivolous spending you make should be donated to people that... Well, you know, hey, why Why is Apple making tablets? They should be making food for all of the starving people. Right. You know, it, that, they are that Apple. Are, I mean, break down pretty quickly. I don't mean to pick on you, but that, no, well, that's, no, no, that's, no, I, that's, I see what you mean. I, I, I get first what you're world. saying, and, and, and I don't completely agree with the with that argument. But it's it, it's one of those things where it just it, it just seems like if they've got enough budget that they can throw an iPad in there and let it get destroyed after 28 seconds. 
that maybe just maybe they've got either too high of a budget or they should find some sort of a cheaper device is my thought on the subject. The The project is actually kind of cool if you think about it. They're essentially trying to create a more interactive experience between multiple orangutans. And I, I mean, I can't see as that being a bad thing. I mean, it's going to make like one really big pack instead of multiple discrete small packs. So check this out. Mr. Zimmerman, he's uh, from the U.S.-based charity Orangutan Outreach. He says that he had wanted to give the device to the animals ever since it was launched back in 2010. Uh, They started giving them apps, basically. One called uh, Doodle Buddy. It's a drawing game. Uh, And he said the idea was to provide a bit of fun for the animals. A bit of $700 fun, keep in mind. Uh, who only get to use the devices for two short periods every week. So he says, quote, What we really wanted to do is to allow the orangutans to really play, to do paintings, to watch videos, to do almost as a human child would do, with basic curiosity. Hmm. I'm detecting a... Anyway, the animals have uh, been captivated by watching television on the devices. I mean, of course, though, right? It's television. Duh. Like, they're, it's bright, flashy, brainwave programming. <laughs> like It's the media. No kidding. They can't peel themselves away from it. They're having withdrawals, you know? I wonder if uh, Verizon is employing orangutans in their accounting department. Or their cell service testing department. You never mm, know. Or their stores. You never know. Now, the next question is, is how long... Or how many iPads do we have to give to how many orangutans before we do end up with the complete works of William Shakespeare? I'm going to guess three and about eight years. It'll happen. And then Planet of the Apes all over again. Mm-hmm. No good. Depends First iPads, which... then the next thing's glasses. That's it. We'd have the Tempest in about three weeks. That place sucked. <laughs> awesome. Uh, before we get out of here, we should probably talk about this uh, interesting article here. The Department of Defense. Okay, they're going to make the move towards Android. Uh, what are they using currently? The uh, BlackBerry? Are they all Blackberries? There? They yeah, they have like a a super hardened yeah BlackBerry, BlackBerry device. Right, right. So is this because they will also want to take full advantage of carrier IQ drink? Or is this so that they can more easily spy on us? Or is this just so they can play stupid zombies and frontline commando uh, while at work? Actually, I think it's because they want to be on Republic Wireless. Nah, drink. All right. Uh, you, know, you know what I think it is? No, it's not because that... The the staff of the DoD having Android phones isn't going to help them spy on us any better. I think it's because they get full access. It's I mean, the DoD. I mean, they are. They, no one spies better on us than the DoD. Well, right. I Let's mean, they don't honest. need the, they don't need phones to do it. Sure. I think it's so they can really dig into the code. Apple's not giving the DoD that's full source code. Wow, that's Microsoft's not. Rim's that's... not. So they can, you know, grab the code, they can dig through, and they're going to harden it, and now, they're going to come up with their own stuff, and they probably have their own apps that they need to port over. Will they, once once they make their key changes, will they be contributing to the uh, update tree of Android overall? Like, no, check this out. This is going to be great. You guys are going to love this. No? Okay. No. No, I, I don't well, see that I happening mean, they won't give they're not going to be they're not going to admit it. They're not giving well, back. Well, that, that actually is happening a little bit. There's uh the White House converted its website to run on an open source platform and they are contributing patches and and That's fixes. Totally uh, different. Chain. Well, it is and it is. It's not I as mean, personal, right? It's not as personal. It's not as personal, um, but it is. Uh, didn't President Obama sign something that uh, that was an open source initiative or something? He posted it uh, on Twitter. The White House and the DOD have <laughs> nothing in common. Uh, they're all. both in Washington, right? One one houses an elected official; the other houses the Department of Defense. Yeah, but it's but, it's. It, Jeremy's right. They're going to kill me if I keep going with this line. Anyway, that's that's it. App picks. What's up? <laughs> oh. All right. 
So my epic is Vocanote. If uh, I've talked about Vlingo in the past, mm-hmm. everybody knows what Siri is. Vocanote is like Siri, but super super niche. It sends you an email with a voice to text note. Whoa! So if you've been dri- if you're like me, you're driving around and your brain kind of starts wandering, and you come up with stuff. You're like, hey, I got to remember to do you know cut my toenails. And you press that button, and, and it comes up, and you say, cut your toenails, and it'll transcribe it. It'll email it to you, and you only have to press it once. It, it, you can set it to automatically respond. It's a great hands-free tool. That's awesome. If you're like me, you'll just get out your notebook and find a <laughs> blank page and get out your pen and then write it down. But I like this. Much easier. Sometimes I sculpt my notes in clay <laughs> while I'm driving. <laughs> And then this fire is, them in the kill night this, keep in the passenger seat. <laughs> this is after I roll a cigarette. Hold on. <laughs> One hand. No, that's while I'm rolling a cigarette <laughs> on my feet. That's awesome. All right, you Joe. Know, somehow I, I, I can actually believe you doing that, Jeremy. I don't know why. <laughs> Firing uh, a kill. I've never smoked a cigarette. There you go. No, I meant the no no no. I meant the kiln part. The, the sculpting. Oh, yeah, I'm much more willing to do that than smoke a cigarette. <laughs> like ghost. That's pretty. That's a cool app, man. That's good to find for sure. And speaking of Siri, did you see the official Siri for Android app? <laughs> Do you know why it's called official? Because it's not official. No, because the the developers that made it, their name is official app. Oh, that's fantastic, isn't it? Though. <laughs> no, Marketing it's a, it's official. It's, it's fine. <laughs> Wow. But, but yeah, they also make Pinterest, which is a virtual pin board. Never never used either of these, but that's not my pig. I just wanted to say we now have Siri for Android. That is an official app. <laughs> uh, all right, Joey, what's your pick? Uh, I got to re- revert to a paid app this week. Um, Monopoly by Hasbro. Awesome. Uh, this is the first game that I have bought for, well, actually, excuse me, this was the free Android app of the day on the Amazon App Store here, uh, what was it, two days ago? Uh, Three days ago, it was on my Facebook. Anyway, it's normally $5. It's worth the $5, definitely. Um, But the thing is, is that I only know that because I got it for free. So, (laughs) um, but uh, the, the animation is great. The uh, the colors are great. The sound effects are great. You can turn everything on and off. You can change the rules around so you can play different levels of difficulty of Monopoly, and and you can change how much money you have and 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 whatnot. It's a full fledged Monopoly experience in the palm of your hand, and it's a heck of a lot of fun. And unlike checkers, apparently, I can beat the Nook. Wow, making progress, man. Nice, good to hear. The last paid app. I think game that I bought was Sonic CD. Yeah, the last... I did actually, based on your recommendation, buy Beyond Pod. So uh, another shout-out to them. The uh, By the way, I don't know if a lot of people realize it, but Beyond Pod has a beta uh, release that if you are a paid subscriber, you can get the beta. Really? Um, I didn't for even absolutely know Absolutely free. Huh. Um, and well, actually, you can, get, you can get it for 30 days absolutely free. And it's fine. The uh, the reason why I stumbled on that was that because I don't have the Android market on the Nook, for whatever stupid reason, um, it's not available in the Amazon App Store either, uh, I don't think. But you could download the beta directly from their website. So I'm actually running usually the current or one-off current beta release. And I got to tell you, that is a rock solid piece of software. It hardly ever crashes, uh, even when uh, you're running the beta. That's um, awesome. My- yeah. So, oh, and on another note, I talked, uh, what was it, two or three weeks ago about PP Timer to reboot the phone. Um, I found out since part of the problem that I was having may have actually been related to the Audible app that I was really? using. They had some sort of a memory leak that was causing phone crashes. That will happen. It's hard to it's hard to narrow it down unless you just installed something and then it crashes. You get like, you know, 50, 60, 100 apps on your phone. How do you know which update just caused the 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 problem? 
Well, the, the reason why I know that was that they uh, they released an update to it uh, a couple weeks ago, and one of the things that was in there was a bug fix in the release notes for uh, a memory leak that was crashing phones. So I, I don't know if that was it, um, because I'm still running the PP timer to, to reboot the phone once a day. Um, and I mean, that doesn't hurt anything. So I'm continuing to do it, whether whether that Audible uh, app was or was not the problem. I still think that's a good procedure. It does it in the mor- it does it in the wee hours of the morning. I'm not even up. I don't even notice it. It's just back to the home screen in the morning. Yeah, that's a must, especially if you're if you're taking with your uh, your memory stuff in in like CM7 or something. You can get it to run so super fast, but it'll only run for like a day or two, and then it'll get so laggy. So definitely want to keep keep rebooting and stuff. Yeah, I also run Advanced Task Killer uh, Advanced Task Killer free, which keeps uh, kind of I, I do check that once or twice a day and kill anything that's running uh, unnecessarily, and then. Uh, is that necessary then, though? I w- I was always um, told that after two point one, that was unnecessary, and it actually caused more problems, at least for a phone, uh, than it was helping. Well, I still use well, it. Do you? Yeah, I uninstalled. I, still, mine. I don't use it as much, but I still use it. I totally uninstalled mine. Well, I think the big reason why I'm still using it is that it, th- there is definitely an impact on battery life. Um, and also I found that a couple of the, of the apps that I've installed, um, have a GPS capability for, for location identification. Of course, the Nook doesn't have a GPS, but the program still runs in the RAM. Ah. Uh, so, which there's no need of it. I mean, but you can't get it to stop. So you have to kill the manually. Um, and one other thing I've noticed is that the Amazon App Store has a tendency to stack up notifications in the notification bar in, unless I kill that, too. Uh, that's something else I still don't use, but right on. All right, uh, my pick is a game going all game this week, Frontline Commando. This is only going to run if you have a fairly decent phone, but holy cow. You remember Soldier of Fortune? You guys yeah. remember that? It's yeah. kind of like that, like the same premise, but the gameplay, like they made it perfect for this touchscreen and playing it on the Galaxy Nexus, oh, it's so smooth. So, Frontline nice. Commando, good stuff. Well, uh, anything else you guys want to mention before we get out of here? It's been a it's been a good year for Android. It's been Man, a good we went, year, hasn't it? We went from from you know, really, I don't want to say obscurity, but you know, massive adoption. We went from Froyo to ice cream sandwich just like that. Was it Froyo or was it was when it Eclair? Froyo was it Eclair? It may have been actually, yeah, because the uh, the Droid Eris was running. <sighs> what was that? One six, I think, when it first came out. So yeah, was it? Uh, it wasn't Donut, was it? No, no, no. That was last. Yeah, okay. So yeah, from. Eclair to ice cream sandwich, and I mean, how many? Like you said, the the massive adoption. Now I'm sure some of that we can go ahead and credit Rim with. Rim, nice job. <laughs> yeah, for, but uh, no doubt. I no I think doubt. a lot of it is the innovation. Like, look at what we started with with the original, and now like look at ice cream sandwich. It's wow. And this yeah, is this it's is uh, pretty incredible. This is the last show of the year. You guys have any quick uh, year wrap-up or predictions for the next? Where are we going to get to next year with Android? We'll see Jelly Bean. We'll see JF. What's or not F? What's my alphabet? Where am I? Who am I? K. Thank you. Klondike. <laughs> Klondike Bar. Can they do that? Can you take like an actual ah, brand? That's, that's trademarked. They, I think they're getting sued enough. They'll probably okay. Uh, if you if you were whatever, what is it? Nestle that owns that? Oh, you'd want it. You'd for sure. Be want like, it. wow, they're gonna say that a bajillion times in marketing. Yes, you can do that. Here, we'll give you some money. Here's some free Klondike bars. Now that would just <sighs> beg the question. Then what would you do for a Klondike bar? I would. Oh. K. 
can't I don't even... know which direction to take. <laughs> the next <laughs> question would be, what wouldn't you do? There you go. So many right. possibilities. See, see, not see that that's good. more that's important a lot of question. Do. Not, <laughs> not, not what would you do, but what wouldn't you do? I think that's more important. I don't know, man. I do a lot. Definitely I, do I, might, I might go to the store and pay a buck and a half. <laughs> Frontline commando, that's all I'm saying. So Okay, so alright, here here's a thought. We didn't have this in the pre-show, but do we want to throw down some quick Android predictions for twenty twelve? Yeah. Android will reach hundred and seventeen percent market share. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Here and on the moon. That's right. hundred and seventeen percent. Because it's gonna get so bad. Like I'm I think I'm looking at four Android devices right now. I, don't I have know what two. To do. They I have, just keep coming in. I have two. My girlfriend's got one. So yeah, I, I could see that. 170 <laughs> percent. Awesome. Okay, here's what I think. We're going to see, and this is. I'm going to be serious for once. I know that's no. Oh, you're not. Um, don't lie. Yeah, no, really. I'm going to be serious for a minute. Um, <laughs> don't get used to it. Uh, but no, I, I think what we're going to see <clears throat> in 2012 is that we're going to see Ice Cream Sandwich definitely come out on the majority of devices. I think we're going to see uh, except, some... Except the Nexus S. <laughs> uh, with exceptions, uh, but we're going to see it come out and be the majority player. But the uh, Nexus the, S, new devices. the Nexus S is going to have the best touch whiz you've ever seen. Trust me. Um... But I, I think we're going to see some some uh, some differentiation in the market with with different skins uh, and whatnot. I do think we're going to see some more interesting tablets uh, come out. Um, I'm hoping, although I don't know if it's going to happen, uh, that we're going to see a march towards a more vanilla Android experience. Well, at least. Uh, at least on Motorola, right? Because the well, whole will in next year we'll have the whole merger happen, the, or the acquisition. Yeah, if, of, if nothing else comes out of the Motorola Google merger, I hope the death of Moto Blur. Oh, uh, you know it, it will. You if, know it. You it know, has nothing else. It has uh, to. Know. That's the first thing they're going to do. It has to be. Yeah, but um, the internet will rejoice. Yeah, no kidding. Um, but I, I think that I think we're going to see uh, a little bit of a backlash towards. Uh, these add-ons, or at least I hope that we do. Um, one thing I would definitely like to see, although I don't know if this is going to happen, would be a reduction in data plan pricing. Um, yeah, right. You know, but I, I got to say, I am willing to. I, I would be willing to say that uh, a tiered pricing plan is not necessarily a bad idea because it would give people on the lower end of the spectrum an entry into the market. Um, you know, maybe they don't need to have twenty-seven gigabytes of data every month. Maybe they just need one. Here's an idea: uh, How about you just make it all unlimited and not even worry about it? There you go. Well, there's the other end of the market, but then you got to charge more for it, which is a barrier to entry. Do you though? Do you really though? I'm gonna guess can, not. Can we can we not do this right now? Oh okay. come on! This is like a show in itself. My prediction is we're gonna see if you've ever read the book "The Age of Spiritual Machines" by Ray Kurzweil. When uh, computers exceed human intelligence, what he predicts about those whole the lenses that will have your full heads up display, we're gonna see more augmented reality apps, and we're gonna see better interface. I think that that's my call. So. Mm. All right. Well, thank you guys. It's been a, a, a slice as usual. Episode 15 of Attack the Androids. Our new site's going to launch January 2nd. Woo! One, two, Woo! one, two. So, uh, attackoftheandroids.com. Look for that. You can email us, show at attackoftheandroids.com. You can leave a message for us, 406-204-4687, of course. Uh, make sure you're subscribed in iTunes and write us a review. We appreciate it. So, uh, Matt Lee and Jeremy Lesniak and Joey Kelly, thank you guys. We'll uh, talk to you next year. Peace. It's a tap of the air.